<sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Need advice? Want to know what a pro would say? Get all the answers you need from professionals in this Fox 4 podcast. Ask the Experts. Welcome to another edition of Ask the Expert on Fox 4. I'm your host, Hannah Guthrie, and today we're going to talk about your floors and specifically how to clean them, something I hate to do. Well, we have our expert here. We have Brian Bach with Bach Steamstar Carpet Cleaning. Thanks for being here. Good morning. Yeah, thank you. Good to be here. I can use your help. Okay, my dog, before we found out he was diabetic, he was peeing all over the floors. I mean, the hardwood, the carpet, in the tile. So how do you clean that? Yeah, I mean, it's probably one of the biggest hot buttons we get. I mean, probably 50% of our business, the dog or cat did something, and that's, right. that's why we're being called out. Um, first thing what we need to do, the answer to that question, you know, is I don't know. It, as I'm sitting here, what we need to do, we need to come out and see it and right. do a, what we call a pet odor inspection. We do those for free anywhere in the Kansas City metro area. Do you walk around sniff like a dog or do you have special tools? <laughs> it, it, that, that is effective. We do have oh, really? some special tools, kind of a couple things, really the, the high intensity UV lights. Okay, so we can Does that find highlight out. pee? It does. Huh. It picks up the dye in the urine and makes it glow. Oh, just okay. like you walked into a novelty store and your t-shirt glows. Right. Okay, the dyes in the urine will put off a light and you can see it. Some carpet fibers today are pretty non-absorbent. They've done some pretty good things with carpet right. fibers. So we don't always get a reading with these. So we switch over to what we call a moisture meter. Okay. Which looks like a taser. Looks like a taser. So if you're not nice to me, you might get tased. <laughs> uh, but this will, if you if you listen, it picks up the moisture in my finger. It's very sensitive. So the, okay. the hydrophilic salts that the urine leaves behind are, are moisture loving. So come about April, May, June, you know, getting in July, our phone starts ringing off the hook for this stuff because the moisture draws into those hydrophilic salts then starts off gassing again an ammonia gas that's put out by the bacteria as it's decomposing and when so we think, is that why yeah. it smells so bad like a urine smell is worse than a wine spill oh yeah absolutely because they've got bacteria down there that's producing right odors that we need to address and there's lots of different things that you can do you know is it a topical application is it something we can spot flush is do we have to you know completely remediate where we pull carpet back ceiling floor take out the tack strip can you do all that those, all those things yes we yeah. can okay okay but and where i took my red cape off years ago you know i just i can't solve everything Okay, I'm not Superman, and that took a long time, you know, trying to figure out because right. all the things in our industry they're sold and so this does the best stuff since sliced bread, and it'll take care of every issue. That's not true. For okay. instance, a cat. I think cat urine is way worse than dog, and especially oh, yeah. if it's on the baseboard. Because I know a lady who was trying to sell her house, she had to reduce the price. I think by thirty thousand because the stench was so bad it was in the baseboard, sure. and it wasn't just cleaning it. You had to actually cut out the baseboard. Yeah, and the, those are extreme situations. We're not a remodeling company. Then okay. That's where we'll be honest with you and say, look, I mean, this is not a you know carpet cleaning job. And that's that's what, you know, the pet order inspection is so, so valuable instead of just, hey, call the carpet cleaning company and they show up and go, oh, my gosh, you know, right. this is not anything, you know, 
that we thought we heard on the phone or that you put right. on in your little online, you know, questionnaire and right. you get out there and go, boom, it's, it's, it's not possible. And we're probably one of the few industries that, that even drives to price stuff like that over the telephone. I mean, the plumber doesn't do it. The electrician doesn't do it until you get out there. You see what you're, you're, you're coming into. And I think that's probably a pretty different approach. I think right. is, is seeing, you know, as experts in the industry, you know, our job is to look at the fibers we're, we're called upon to clean or the textiles we're called upon to clean and look at the, the soil conditions that are affecting that fiber. And then let's design cleaning pro- protocol around that. If it makes sense in your scenario, that's not going to make sense. You yeah, know, they'd just be wasting their money, and, right? And, and that's a reasonable conversation that, that people should have when we start having to, if do we have to pull up carpet, you know, you better have a conversation. How much do I like this carpet? Right. You know, this floor, this tile, whatever we're dealing with, okay? Replacement might, might be a viable option. If that's the case, then we'll help you through that process as well. You know? So how do you clean the carpets? I mean, do you have a big machine? Yeah, it's a big truck mounted, you know, hot water extraction unit, okay. which, you know, most we, we're well versed in a lot of different methods. OK, and I think that's a little bit different, too. You know, there's other there's many carpet cleaning methods. There's five different carpet cleaning methods that are recognized by the IICRC, which is our educational arm of our right. industry. Are they um, all good? Uh, they all have their place. I look at carpet cleaning methods like, you know, a carpenter looks at tools. If they showed up at your house to build your deck and they just had a hammer, would you be worried? Probably. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> so it's our job as professional cleaners to say, okay, here's what I'm presented with. You know, commercially, it might be different for us if I don't have dry times need to be, you know, nothing. Is Are there some dry cleaning processes that we could do? Sure. Residentially, we're pretty much always doing steam cleaning com- commonly, you know. Which takes com- longer to dry, right? As- Maximum dry times, according to the IICRC standard of carpet cleaning, should never exceed 24 hours. That's where you get into some, you know, some guys that aren't trained. They don't have the proper equipment. They're not going through the right steps of cleaning, and they're soaking down stuff. There's so if it gets stories. too wet, then it's going to take longer than 24 hours. And right. I mean, there's so many things to that question, you know. Would that cause mold, like if it lasted too long or? Oh, sure. I mean, yeah. anything, you know, but it would be, you know, much longer than, you know, 24 hours. Sure. Okay. And also your a clean water source and all those things affect the, those issues. But our job as a professional cleaner, according to the standards, is to make sure the carpets are dry. Maximum 24 hours. Hey, it could be two hours, could be four hours, sure. could be eight hours. All depends on the soil conditions, the fiber types, humidity levels, all those things. Okay. But that's our job is to coach the consumer through all those aspects to get it dry in 24 hours. Do the less. chemicals hurt like say pets or babies crawling on the carpet? No, I mean, look, not the ones we're using. Okay. Right. Are there products that are produced that, that the consumer should be wary about? Yes. Okay, some of them are high, butyls in high enough dosages are known carcinogens. Okay, butyls are also high alkaline builders, and that's getting a little wonky. What are you saying, butyls? Butyls. Butyls are, are, are additives that are in some cleaning, oh, okay. some cleaning agents that are, they raise the alkalinity. Okay. okay. And for years, those words were used, and we don't use any of that stuff. And all of our product lines are non-toxic, biodegradable, you know, safe. The other thing to keep in mind is don't leave it behind. Okay, so most of your chemistry is done up front, what we call in a preconditioning fashion. Right. Okay, so you're putting it down first. Okay, this isn't rocket science. If you're cleaning carpets, just think of this like the pre-soak stage at the car wash. Okay, we just okay. don't like the word soak. That's bad connotation right, in carpet right. cleaning, right? So we're putting down a cleaning agent. It's safe. It's non-toxic. It's made for, you know, if we're cleaning wool, it better be made for wool. Nylons, polyesters, other fibers clean a little bit differently. Think so of different, like, different chemicals for different types of carpet. Yeah, think about the laundry. Okay. 
You know, do you clean yeah. everything that goes into the laundry unless you're my teenage son? Yeah. Uh, uh, you know. No, I don't because my husband yeah. does all the laundry. So, there yeah. you go. <laughs> Attaboy. Uh, but there's little tweaks. If you understand yeah. those tweaks, we can maximize cleaning, but also keep the safety of the textile and the right. people in mind. Okay. The, the really high alkaline cleaners with some of the you know, degreasing agents that are designed for the, you know, the greasy Chinese restaurant should never be brought into a residential okay. setting. They have, again, sometimes you need to get in some of these things. And most of the things that we're spraying, you know, if you, the tips of the tools that we're spraying it out of matter, you know, how okay. big is the droplet? Are you aerosolizing things into right. the airspace and breathing that probably affects the operators more than it would be. But if, if you're highly sensitive, okay, or if you've got chemical sensitivities, allergies, things like that, yeah, we, we want to be concerned what's coming into the airspace. Absolutely. Now, you said I think 50% of the calls are about pet odors. Now, uh, I think red wine can be an issue, which is what I'm drinking here. So if yeah. I spill it, can you clean it? And it's only 10 in the morning. So, okay. so. Actually, it's fresh spring water. Yeah, yeah. But so what about the red wine spills, like on white carpet? Is that something, is there a product that you can use at home to do it quickly? Because, say, I can't get a hold of you to come out. I don't want it to set. Yeah, the bottom, bottom line, you probably should just be grabbing what's called a neutral spotter. You can make that up with probably a little Don... You, know, you make it up yourself? Soap. You could make it yourself. You know, you could buy one from me, but okay. you could really, um, the carpet mills have done very good in their guidebooks and online and coaching you how to make some, some concoctions. Right. In fact, I think we did a uh, thing that's probably still on the Fox four website. So what is it? The Dawn and what? Uh, well, depends on what you're coming out. There's a little bit of hydrogen peroxide in there as okay. well. So I, I, I can't, I don't have the. That's like, we'll go to your website. What is your website, by the way? It's uh, steamstar.net. Okay. And so the instructions are there to make your There's own home link concoction. There's to the video, which okay. then has the instructions on it. But I think that concoction is still on the Fox 4 website. On, okay. Because uh, that's you know, good to, to know for sloppy drinkers. Yeah. 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 You might you might need that. Yeah, you might need that. Yeah. And, and, you know, we try to coach people through those, those things when we're there. Get them some product that they can have on hand. Because the reality is you can't call me every time the dog spits up, you right. spill something, you'll go broke. Okay, it's expensive to take a mobile cleaning plant, drive it to your house with two trained technicians and do something. We're going to have two hours involved in probably that process. So we can't do that for 50 bucks. Now, how often should you have your carpets clean? I'm not not saying that there's a specific odor or anything, but just, you know, you've had your carpet down for like 10 years. I mean, do you need to clean it every year, every five years? Yeah, well, if we were going to maintain my automobile, would you listen to the manufacturer's recommendations? Probably. Right. So yes. let's listen to the carpet manufacturers. Okay. What is the recommendation? Okay. Anything from Shaw, Mohawk, Bolu, any Maslin, any of the main carpet mills. Okay. They will mandate, this is residential carpet. They will mandate one hot water extraction cleaning every 18 to 24 months. Their recommendations, however, are anywhere from six, you know, really 24 months, depending on use, type of traffic and all those things. I am five years behind. Yes. Yeah, when you get out to your house. Did you get that website? No, okay. Yeah. So. so that I, I need my carpet clean. But I've always yes. heard that if you, once you start cleaning your carpet, then it gets dirty more quickly. Sure. Is that true? Can be true if it's done improperly. So I said, if you had a lousy carpet cleaning job done, right. you've heard it in the short term and you've heard it in the long term. Okay. The verdict's in. I mean, they've been studying this, the, the carpet mills, the Carpet and Rug Institute, the IICRC. We now have the science that they can actually quantify soil and residue before and after 
cleaning systems and it's come back telling us what we thought we'd always known as an industry that hot water extraction when done properly will remove the most soil leave little to no residue and leave the home healthier okay those are three good things we're trying to achieve in professional cleaning okay so but good product matters you know rinsing matters Okay. A lot of companies just want to fly in your front door and they got detergent water running through their lines and they're cleaning the carpets and you think that's steam cleaning. Everybody's it's doing the, the same thing. thing. There are yeah. there are differences in products and procedures and equipment, training of the technicians. All of that goes into answering your question. Okay. But it's it's a valid concern, okay, because if they do leave residues behind and there's ways we get that out of there, we neutralize that and rinse, okay, is really doing the front end preconditioning. Okay, again, this is the letting pots and pans soak in the sink. This is the, the pre-soak stage of the car wash. Right. That's where cleaning is happening. And, and sometimes do we need to give it some agitation and getting soils and oils, you know, allergens, I mean, everything held in suspension. And then we need some type of cleaning system to rinse all that out. And hot water extraction is the only one that has it's a really rinse cycle. You talk okay. about a lot of the, you know, the oxy systems you'll see out there. They're not evil. They're just different methods. Okay. And you got to ask yourself, Where's the rinse cycle? That's always so. A it's good like question. a dry shampoo. It's better to wash and rinse than use a dry shampoo. Correct for your hair. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And the hair's you know hair's a different fiber. Right. Then, right. So right. we wouldn't leave all that in there. Maybe we can do mm-hmm. it for a short term deal. But if it's carpet fibers, there's specific ways to clean them that their warranties now require. Okay. So how often should my husband vacuum? Well, the old adage is that for every person or animal that you have in the house, that's how many times per week that you should vacuum. Okay. Because that'll save the carpet, right? Extend the life. Yeah. I mean, again, depending on the vacuum, okay, go to the Carpet and Rug Institute, has done a vacuum study. It'll get a little green sticker that says CRI approved, okay? And that's why they've tested it. Somebody a lot smarter than me in a lab coat and has run those things through the paces to make sure that their, you know, their brushes aren't too too aggressive or or they're not harming the fibers. And we see that a lot. It causes tip blooms. So that fiber opens up. Now it's got more surface area to collect soil and oil to, which is what we're trying to prevent. Okay. Okay. So there are some really good vacuums that people are very passionate out there. You know, I'm not going to beat them up today, but they have not scored well for those reasons. They may be too good. Okay. Okay. A vacuum, a vacuum cleaner is not a scoop. Okay, it's not scooping the stuff out. Those bars and those beater bars are just creating enough vibration at the tips of the yarn to loosen up soil so then the vacuum can capture it. Okay. What about soap scum? Can you clean that on yeah, tile? Like in showers uh-huh. and, and things like that. We get a lot of lot of people calling, you know, the showers are a tough thing to clean, okay? And not all product, okay. I mean Usually acidic cleaners is what you're going after, getting alkaline soap residues, hard water deposits, if the shower you're called upon can handle acidic cleaners. Right. Okay. Not what they don't tell you is not all acidic cleaners are designed for soap scum. Okay. There have to be. So again, in 25 years now in this business, the chemistry matters and you better understand it and how to apply it on location to get, get the results you want. How'd you learn so much? I mean, are you a chemist? I am not a chemist. In fact, I probably avoided, uh, some of the science classes back back in the day. Yeah. Once somebody started paying me for it, it got a little, a little more entertaining. <laughs> um, but I did. I, I, I you know I, I started out working for a large national you know franchise that right. you know going through college as a summer job and you know needed to make money. I was going to school and uh, started cleaning carpets and got a business degree from K State back in '93. Okay, go Wildcats. Um, but bounced around the corporate world for a few years and it just wasn't my calling and I knew that but I loved 
the physicality of carpet cleaning and meeting people and moving Man. around. And, and so I got lucky. I got into an organization that really my supplier was very educational focused and their theory and business was pretty unique at that time. They said, look, if we make you understand the business better, make you more successful, you're probably going to buy more chemical from me. Right. right. right? You're going to buy more truck mounts. And that was their philosophy. And they were they were right. So I dug in deep. The IICRC, nobody's ever heard of it. And I'd probably worry about you if you had. Uh, but that's the Institute of Inspection, Cleaning, Restoration Certification. You're right. Never heard of that. You've never heard of yeah. it. It's actually a very, it's a standards organization. It's right. their ANSI certified standards in water uh, restoration, fire restoration, carpet cleaning, upholstery cleaning, you know, carpet repair. Okay. So it took me three years of course study and testing to get my, what we call our MTC, our master textile cleaner certification. Okay. So you're a master carpet cleaner. I am. That's pretty cool. Think of like master plumbers yes, and master yeah. electricians, believe it or not, there's there's master certifications in the textile cleaning industry. However, we're not regulated, right? So you don't have to do this. You can go get a you know a, a little portable unit, throw it in your hatchback, and voila, you're a professional cleaner. So go you're self-regulated. Hat. It's a self-regulated yeah. industry. Okay, so and for, yes, you so, do it right. I wanted to know what I was doing. You know, right. started out in Kansas City. This was my home. I was probably dealing with you know mom and dad's you know friends and family members, right. and you know you didn't want them calling up mom and dad and saying, "Yeah, your son screwed, screwed up my carpet." Uh, so we, I really wanted to know why we were doing some of the things, and as an operator, then start learning some of these things. How it affected me as an operator now, as a fifty-year-old guy sitting here, you know, when I was twenty-six, you know, what am I breathing all day? Exactly. Okay, so you ask those questions about your house, man, those are good ones. And I asked those too. So uh, we looked at all those things and started asking those questions. And I can be you know, very confident in what we do and what we're bringing on site. Well, I know I need you and probably a lot of people listening do too. So what's yeah. your website again? It is uh, www.steamstar.net. Steamstar.net. Yes. You can find that. Brian Bach with Box Steamstar. Thank you for coming in. This is very educational. I appreciate it. You bet. Join us next time for another edition of Ask the Expert on Box 4.